0: Welcome to Season 3 of Soccer Over Gotham, an NWSL podcast covering New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC. Hosted by Ruby Pinto and Gary Gibson. Welcome to Episode 89 of Soccer Over Gotham, your favorite Gotham podcast. We have a great show for all of you. Gary, what do we have in this episode?
1: Is this thing still on? For the first time in Gotham FC history, They are semi-finals bound. First playoff win in teams' NWSL history. Allie the Krieger's last stand continues. We're on the road to Portland. We'll talk about streaming issues. We'll break down this amazing game. We'll give our stats of the week. We'll give our fan picks for player of the match. We have some goals of the season candidates. And we'll break down this Portland game as only we can. There's just so much to talk about, Ruby. Let's get started. Gotham is still alive and we're still here. How are you?
0: Great. I'm actually enjoying this great and rare weather that we're having. Like I'm wearing short sleeves I- at the end of October. Usually we already have jackets out and everything. But today and tomorrow it's gonna be nice. So I'm enjoying that. It's gonna be my wife's birthday on the 31st. So I'm ah, scrambling, right. yeah, to like get everything ready to surprise her. Because she deserves the best. Mm -hmm. So that's what I've been doing. Like, it's been busy, busy, busy. How you been, Gary?
1: On the other side of of having this really beautiful weather, uh, I had to return something to Amazon last week. And I was in Kohl's. And I walk (laughs) in and it is, it's beginning to look a lot like, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. It is too early for this. But every store now, it's, it's all Christmas, Christmas Halloween is doesn't even matter at this point. It's just straight into Christmas. No Thanksgiving, nothing. And yeah. it's too early, I, too early for me. I
0: think they started like back in September with the Christmas stuff. And tell me, yeah. since you went to Kohl's to return something for Amazon, I feel like that's a trap because it is. last time, last time I went to return something at Kohl's, they were like, "Oh, here, you have a $5 Kohl's cash that you can spend Today or tomorrow, or whatever. And I'm like, ooh, money. So yeah, I ended up buying something. So yeah, they got me.
1: No, I, I'm a professional now. I just, <laughs> right in the trash, I didn't think about it. I'm out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Yes. All right, let's get on to the show. Shout out to the traveling supporters, especially Cloud9. Firstly, for the courage, they only bought 45,000 fans in attendance. Therefore, Cloud9 was allowed to be extra loud, extra fun loud cuz you could hear them over their own supporters through the broadcast. Uh they were super loud, extra fun.
0: Yeah, they were really really loud. I could hear them through the TV. It was amazing. I felt like I felt so good. I was like, "Yes, they're there and we're being loud." And I was watch as I was watching, I was I was watching the North Carolina fans and like a couple people were like waving their flags and like running around the the you know, around and I was like, oh, they're going to be very disappointed at the end. And thank <laughs> God we won because <laughs> I was like, I was talking trash. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we know Cloud9 knows how, how to party.
1: Yeah. There's a really funny picture of they put they had the field mic near their section and they mm-hmm. ended up moving the field mic like 20 yards away. <laughs> they were just <laughs> so loud. <laughs> but Yeah. And uh, for fans, get on Twitter, get on Instagram, wherever you got to go, go vote for the Gotham FC players in the NWSL end of the year awards. We got Jenna Nightswanger up for Rookie of the Year, Ali Krieger up for Defender of the Year, and Juan Carlos up for Coach of the Year. Go vote.
0: God, this is amazing. This is so great. And we we've been saying this like all season long about Jenna Nightswanger how she is Rookie of the Year. And the stats prove it. Like, how we have you seen her numbers? They're incredible. They're the best of out of the rookies of this year. So she deserves to win. If she doesn't win, it's rigged. But all three dom- uh, nominated should win. All three are breaking records in the club and in the league.
1: Yeah. And I got a bone to pick with the NWSL. So. All right. Why is Lynn Williams and Ali Krieger not in the MVP voting yet? Mm-hmm. I mean... I like Damiania as much as anybody, but how are you going to put an MVP candidate for eleventh place team? Come on,
0: <laughs> I know. On. I mean, did we see any Gotham players last year being last uh, place? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah, it's not going to happen unless this is like a popularity test contest or something.
1: Yeah. All right. Speaking of voting, uh, next week during the break, because we're going to be bored. And we're going to do our Gotham FC fan vote goals of the year. Now there was a lot of candidates and I had to get it down to eight. So I used a random number generator to get these matchups. So (laughs) it wasn't my bias. This was was actually a fair, a fair tally. So let's look at some of the matchups we're going to have up for next week. They're going to be awesome. The first one is a banger. It is a Zerboni versus Orlando. That 40 yard banger. Yeah. Then against Ryan, Ruby, your initial thoughts on that matchup?
0: I mean, Ryan against Casey. That's like legendary there. Like, that's really cool. But then again, Sorboni, that goal in Orlando from far, like you said, it's a banger. So I know everyone listening and everyone who votes is going to have a really hard time with all these goals.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. We got Shim versus Orlando and Bruninha versus O.L. Both of those are really, uh, really meaningful goals.
0: Yeah, they are. I mean, like we said, we've been saying like defenders uh, making goals. It's it's amazing. It's great. We really don't see that. And Bruninha had to this this season. But then again, Shim scoring in the NW Cell, while she hasn't played in a long time. That's also iconic. So it's really hard. Thank God I'm not voting. You guys decide.
1: Yeah. Shim was also as a defender at the time she scored two. So that was mm-hmm. makes it even more interesting. Then we got Williams and Chicago, the no look goal. And Ooh. Long versus Chicago with that uh, free kick goal, which was amazing.
0: Ooh. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like they're all my favorite. <laughs> like the, But the no look goal, that was incredible.
1: Yeah. And then lastly, we got Esther versus Washington. Take your pick. She scored two in that game. Uh, and then nice Swanger versus OL. Oh well, that banger from like thirty-five yards.
0: I mean, on her first game, Esther makes a goal. Like on on her first game with with Gotham. That's that's really cool to yeah. to do, and it's it's rare to do too. I mean, there's some players that are they play really well, but don't get to score. But she definitely made a mark. Uh, coming to Gotham. So that's amazing. And nights Wonger, rookie of the year. How It's so hard to decide.
1: Yeah, two goals in your home debut was pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll see what the fans think. It's going to be very, very interesting, and I'm sure highly debated. Okay, speaking of highly debatable, I think that the CBS Sports Network debacle – was exactly that. It was a debacle. I'll just cut to the chase. I think it's disrespectful for the league to put playoff games on CBS Sports Network. I mean, you have to know your audience. A lot of your Mm -hmm. audience are streamers and cord cutters. To put these games on a frankly obscure channel after they paid for Paramount, Paramount Plus all season, where only like three streaming services have it, and it's all like $100 a month, is, again, I think it's disrespectful. We posted reminders about it, and then we still had fans like 10 minutes before the game uh asking like how am i gonna get this how do i work this then we get a fan going okay well if i did this this and then this and that's how i'm watching the game and it's like that shouldn't be happening we shouldn't have fans doing this this and then this to watch a playoff game of their own team that they wanted to watch so i think it's it's it sucks and yeah uh the portland game it will also be on cbs sports network and yeah so here we go again badening
0: yeah it it really is like you said last minute we're here trying to figure out how to do this and these other um, options are not cheap thankfully there's trials for some of them and if you're good not like me sometimes i forget to like cancel these trials and have to pay a month for it (laughs) but if you're really good at this and you you can set a reminder and then cancel it but then again we have another game next week that we don't know how we're going to watch. You are probably going to have to make another trial whatever. I guess it is what it is, but we're going to have to do it again November 5th. Uh fortunately, I was able to watch the game in Spanish uh in Spanish on nwsl.com. But like you said, we should have we shouldn't have to scramble last minute to see where we're going to watch these games and I really hope That next season, this is something that we will not have to speak about unless it is. Remember when we used to have to like scramble to watch the playoff games? Hopefully they find a solution to this because like you said, we're used to going to Paramount Plus and finding the games there every week. And now you're like pulling this off like we're coming and not finding the games on Paramount Plus. So kind of disappointing, but hopefully they can fix it for, for next season.
1: Yeah, I guess it is what it is. I guess I'll watch it on my computer on nwsl.com, the Spanish version. I watched the entire World Cup in Spanish, so let's just keep it going, I guess. hmm Yeah, and their announcers are better anyway. <laughs> if I don't understand it a <laughs> better. But yeah, so let's get to this game. This game was ridiculous. So for the second time in three seasons, Gotham embarks towards the cup. In 2021, Gotham entered the playoffs as the fifth scene. This season, they're entering as the sixth seed. The slate is clean. Gotham needs to just win three one off games in a row to bring the championship home. And all these games will be on the road, which is fine uh, for the second best road team in the league. Now, the courage, Uh, despite winning the Challenge Cup and being a top team this year, they have not beaten Gotham. They are suffocating in the amount uh, they possess but they can be a team that possesses for the sake of possession and don't always do a lot with it. They are unbeaten in their previous 13 home games. However, Gotham has scored on them seven times in the past four games and three times the last time out. Now, onto the injury report. Again, it's getting shorter and shorter. There was one notable addition to the injury report, which got me a little bit nervous. It was Jenna Nice Warner as questionable. Uh, I'm glad that she played but that gave me a little bit of anxiety. Taryn Torres, McCall on season ending, and Kelly O'Hara, Christy Mewis uh, on as questionable. Now, I think the biggest injury news of the match is the devastating news that The Courage placed Caroline uh, on season ending injury for tearing her right ACL. It's just a bummer. Uh, One of the top young attackers in the world. I mean, she was recently in talks to move to Europe, probably for a huge paycheck. You know, I'm just... Hoping for a speedy recovery for her.
0: Yeah, definitely devastating for her as a player to have an injury when your team is going to the playoffs. And especially when she's like involved in talks to go to Europe for a, a big amount of money. Definitely devastating. And, but this is something that Gotham has to take advantage of since she's a big threat. This is something that Gotham needs to take advantage of in her absence in this game.
1: Yeah, which brings us over to the lineup. This is Gotham's best 11. And I know we talked about this during the season where I was hoping this team finally settled down on a best 11. And I think this is it. We got the front line of Purse, Gonzalez and Williams. Relentless. Then we got that young gun midfield of Sheehan, Ryan, and Martin. And the only change from last week is Bernina back at right back over Edmonds. And we got Lopez, Krieger, and Nice across the back. And Mandy Haught in goal. Now, Ruby, any thoughts in this lineup?
0: I like this lineup. We don't have Kristen Edmonds this time in this game. Instead, we have Bernina, like you mentioned. I guess that is what works best. We have not seen much rotation in in the starting eleven, so I think the coach has found the core group of players to start. In my opinion, this is this is a great starting lineup to go against North Carolina.
1: Yeah, I think the the big the big one is Bernina back at right back, and I, and I wonder how much of that uh, was that Caroline is not in this match. Last week they put Edmonds in against a more experienced attacker. And so, yes, I think that probably played a little bit into it. And this is, this lineup, we're talking about some of the best wide play in the league. And we got two-way players across both sides. So, we have Bruninha and Jenna Leiswanger, who are defenders, but definitely like to get forward. And then we have forwards like Midge Purse and Lynn Williams, who definitely like to get back. Well, they don't like to get back on defense, but they do get back on defense. Yeah. And Midge made that... uh, clear i think during the post game (laughs) but but yeah so the first half now i talk about gotham's ability to turn opposing teams strengths into weaknesses this force 45 is exactly what i'm talking about i mean the courage wants the ball let them have it you know but you can only move again side to side or backwards as gotham keeps slowly and methodically pushing the courage back towards their corner flags and Mm -hmm. gotham just needs the courage to make One small mistake, one bad pass, and then they're turned over near goal like we did last week with Sheehan going to purse. This is a very comfortable first half. Getting close to the halftime, I'm looking forward to going in 0-0. I'm like, okay, we did good. Now we're going to make some changes and we're going to turn the screws on them and we're going to really go after them in the second half. But something beautiful happens and Sheehan finds a pocket of space on the right side and she scores her first goal. And she just passes the ball to the far post. And it gets past everybody, including uh Murphy. And yeah, again, fantastic. What a way to get your first goal. Ruby, your thoughts going in one-nothing into the half.
0: My thoughts. I I think it, it was a fantastic end to the first half. I mean, Sheehan's first professional goal couldn't come at a better time, giving Gotham the lead they needed and setting the stage for just an exciting second half. But even if they would have gone 0-0 into the, the halftime, I was still feeling pretty confident of how Gotham was playing. I think they were playing really well. I saw a different Gotham. They were more confident on the ball and they were able to keep North Carolina under control.
1: Yeah, Shehan heard you say last week that she's not a goal scorer. She said, "Watch this." I up.
0: know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm gonna toe poke a ball all the way to the far Yeah. So, I, like, I know that you call like a shot cross a scross. So, I'm like, what do you call a pass shot? I guess. I guess we'll just we'll just call it the Shehan.
0: Like no, Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. I last week, I did say she's not a goal scorer, but I (laughs) guess she is now. (laughs) And I know she intended to cross that ball. But at the end of the day, the goal is to get that ball in the back of the net. And she did. That's all that matters.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now, on uh, Delaney Sheehan's goal, Yasmin Ryan says it's been a long time coming for Sheehan, who has helped the team so much. She deserves it more than anybody, and nobody can stop talking about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, all season long she's been so close, but she finally got her goal, and I'm so happy for her. Like we've been saying, we can't sleep on Delaney.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and sometimes it's like when she you get your first, it's like okay, now you know, you now you have that confidence that you can do that. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, more are coming. Now onto the second half here, shout out to Taylor Vincent on Twitter, who said that the Courage have failed to win in their last 22 matches when conceding the opening goal in the NWSL dating back to July 28, 2019 against the Utah Royals. So that is good news for Gotham and the Courage are forced out of their shell and they have to come forward and Gotham just keeps turning them over and turning them over Gotham is in complete control for 95% of the second half. And let's just talk about that goal, the nail in the coffin and the ticket to the semifinals. What more can be said about Lynn Williams? She is just relentless. She was hustling all game. She had 11 Mm -hmm. recoveries just by herself. You could see that she was tired. But she kept tracking back. She kept getting forward. And I said last week on the award show how she's one of the greatest goal scorers in league history, but I don't think it matters to her. She just wants to win. And Nice Wonger sees that 1v1 opportunity, plays the ball over the top. Lynn tracks it down, wins her duel. She could go to goal, but she plays the right ball to Ryan. And what a calm finish. And Yasmin, Chessmaster Ryan, cool as you like, second in two games. It is over. We are in the semifinals, Ruby.
0: We're in it. We're in it. Oh, my God. It feels amazing to say that. But another deserving player of this goal is Ryan, definitely. And I have to give kudos to Lynn Williams for for doing that. I mean, she is a cheetah out there in, in, in the field. She's fierce. She's fast. But the fact that she was selfless and passed the ball to Ryan says a lot about her. I also like that Ryan was there and being part of the play because sometimes Lynn is so fast and sometimes Lynn fa- finds herself alone on top. And by the time like she waits for, for support, the opponent's defense gets organized and they don't get to score. It's, it's just surreal to think that we're going to the semifinals and Allie Krieger is going to the semifinals with Gotham from the bottom of the table last year. To this. Incredible.
1: Yeah, there's a moment and this it's the 85th minute where uh, Murphy gets the ball and Lynn is two feet from Murphy and she throws the ball out. And Lynn looks up and she knows that this player's got 10 yards on her, but she puts her head down and she just runs her down and gets a, a block near the midfield and it goes out of bounds. And you're just, I'm just like, wow, her drive and to win is just absolutely incredible. And speaking of the drive to win. After the game, it's not Allie Krieger's last game, yells Coach Amoros in the post-game <laughs> huddles. It, it, it's just an incredible feeling. Another tremendous game from the captain. She's playing some of her best soccer at 39. And yeah, it's amazing. Let's get her a trophy. Let's do it. Let's get some player notes. I, I think we do <laughs> I think we do have to talk about Mandy Haught yes. and her night. Uh, first, the good. She made two fantastic reaction saves. The first one on Lucy, uh, and then the late one on your cousin. Uh, <laughs> uh, but she has that Sheridan in her. Like nearly early in the game, she made the same mistake from last week, where she plays the ball across her body across to the, the attacker, and it was like inch inches away from being like t- taken again. And just then, good lord, uh, she has time. And then she puts a move on a player she successfully drives up field and she takes on not one but two courage players before getting rid of the ball and that first player i remember just yelling at my tv like mandy <laughs> and then the second time i was like mandy can you just be a normal blast the ball at a bounce keeper for just one second please oh gosh man she had me yelling at that tv gosh i, Ruby.
0: I was at that when that happened I was not yelling. I was not. Yeah, when she, but when she took those two defenders, I nearly had a heart attack and my eyes were wide open. I was just quiet. Oh my. Yeah, it was. I nearly had a heart attack when I saw that, but it came out beautifully. Like, Mm -hmm. like she's done it before. She did it like, whoop, whoop, like two. And I was like, okay, I was like, all right, I need to have more faith. I need to believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and game after game, Mandy Hot has been, has been building her confidence. And in this playoff game, she was a very crucial player. She got a clean sheet and, I mean, just incredible. And I'm so happy for her.
1: Yeah, I've been telling y'all, she's a talented keeper and she's going to be a special She's going to be super special. And I got some homework for you guys to do. So here is the homework. We're going to talk about Mandy's footwork versus Murphy's (laughs) footwork. Now go watch the NWSL highlights. The official ones are like four minutes and like 45 seconds long. Pay attention to the footwork of Mandy versus Murphy. Mandy constantly stays on her toes. She's always bouncing around. She's staying ready. She's staying ready to launch. And Murphy on both those goals is completely flat-footed. And I think the one save uh, Casey makes on Ryan, she was a little bit better on. But honestly, as a fan of the national team, that is a bit concerning. Yeah, I hope she works on that. But there is uh, a moment in that um, highlights where they zoom in on Lucy taking a shot. And you can actually see Mandy, her, her legs are bouncing before she makes that save. It's such a little thing, but as a, if someone, if you know anyone who's a keeper or wants to be a professional keeper, have them watch that highlight. And Mandy is amazing in this. So, yes. I don't know.
0: She's been doing something, maybe some salsa dancing on the side. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) But top to bottom, this team has really worked their ass off.
1: Yeah, they certainly have. And uh, if you watch the, Extended highlights, uh, the last like 30 seconds, it is the, the save on Pinto. They don't have that in the 45 second highlight, um, earlier, uh, that last segment, you see the, the camera kick in and Mandy's again, is bouncing and bouncing, bouncing. She comes over and makes that beautiful save. It is a, a thing, a work of art. And that is a, a, a type of goalkeeper that Daniel ball insisted Kaylin Sheridan, Dee, Dee heritage and her become, and it's paid off. Now, let's get some takeaways, and defense wins championships. Every player from the front to the back of this team played an incredible amount of defense this unit, and they, they defended as a unit. Incredible.
0: Yeah, and like Midge said, Gotham defended as a team and attacked as a team in this game.
1: Yeah, certainly did, and let's just talk about that midfield as well. I, I said last week this young midfield is going to make or break this run, and they were splendid. There was an interesting note, I think, for most of the second half, Sheehan was in the 6-8 position and Martin was in the 10. Like, I'm not sure exactly why that was, but my guess is that they wanted more defensive pressure on O'Sullivan, who's like the crux and the the fulcrum of that team. So, however it was, however it, was it worked.
0: Yeah, and it's all about the details, just like Mandy Haught details on her footwork. At this point and in a playoff match, details matter. Gotham had the talent, but I think they were lacking a little bit in the details, and things here and there are what makes the difference when when you see the big picture. So details, love it.
1: Yeah, and also it was really good to see Amani Dorsey and Taryn Torres traveling with the team. It's I hope they return next season. Both of them are out of contract at the end of the season. Post-game quotes, Amaro's dedicated this victory to Gotham SC GM Yael Averbuch. Uh, she said she's done so much work behind the scenes. She's incredible. And winning this game has meant so much for her. We knew this was another step in making the history for this football club.
0: And I think it was really nice of him to acknowledge her work. Sometimes we forget all the hard work that happens behind the scenes. She is a strong person who has managed to bring this club to the top while battling colitis. We know she will have a procedure done after the season is over. So we wish her nothing but the best and a speedy recovery for Yale.
1: Yeah. You never know what's what anybody's going through. Mm-hmm. And so you always got to you know, be kind to everybody out there. Uh, you never know what people's struggles are. And for her to come out and say that was very brave of her. And we wish her nothing again, nothing but the best speedy recovery. And yeah, yeah, she's been, she's, done an amazing job she was put in a really we'll get to this probably at the end of the season show but she's just put in a really tough position entering this team outside of lisa LaHue. and she's done an incredible job especially this season she learned the ropes last season and she's really putting in the work this season now lopez says playing with ali krieger is a dream for her it's amazing to be on the pitch next to her She always helps me and she's the mom of the team helping us and pushing us to get better. She deserves more than anyone to advance the next round and hopefully the trophy.
0: Yeah, hopefully. I really hope Allie Krieger gets to lift that trophy. And I know all the players are giving their all for this to happen. On the Snacks podcast, Lynn Williams mentions how now that the season is ending, uh, all players feel mentally and physically exhausted. But they all want to give Allie a championship, and that motivates them to keep going.
1: Yeah, and just as they've been fantastic as a pair, Lopez and Krieger. And this game was no exception. They had 32 recoveries combined, 16 each. There was nothing getting past them. A tremendous pair. Any stats of the game, Ruby?
0: Yes. Talking about Lopez, incredible game for her 76 touches, 16 defensive recoveries three tackles, two clearances, one interception, and seven out of nine duels won. Crazy. Yeah.
1: Fantastic. And my side of the week, our game is passing. As I said earlier, the Courage outpossess everybody, but they don't do a lot with it. I also said Gotham takes the team's strengths and turns them into weaknesses. This is interesting. Gotham ended the game 50-50 with the Courage in passing. There was only three teams this, this year that had done that. Not a single team has gotten more than 50% passing against the Courage. So good on Gotham for being able to control the Courage. And the Courage only had seven more passes than Gotham in this game. And again, they they were allowed to have the ball, but only side to side and backwards. They had 248 passes in their own half and only 85 in Gotham's half. So well done, Gotham. Let's get to our player of the week on Twitter. At OverGothamPod, fans chose Williams. Thanks to the fans who voted. Do you agree, Ruby?
0: If I could, I would give them to all because there's a lot of players that stood out for this game. Mandy, Allie, Lopez, Williams, Ryan, Sheehan. Oh my God, everyone did the work. They put in the work. But I'm going to have to give it to my Dani Lopez just based on her stats that I gave.
1: Yeah, these, these are the games where I'm like texting you and I'm texting Jenna, and texting <laughs> my, my friends. I'm like, how do I get this down to four? How do I possibly <laughs> make a poll with four players when so many players played exceptionally well? For me, like honestly, it, it's Lynn Williams. I I've I said this all episode, but I'm in all of her work rate on both sides of the ball. 83 minutes, she's sprinting, and she's sprinting to the sixth to block a pass in midfield. Then the hustle, the fight to create that goal in stoppage time. I mean, even... Tracked down a bad pass after that in like the 95th minute and almost got a goal. She is just not, she's unstoppable, relentless. Say what you want about her. She's just amazing. Again, 11 recoveries just as a forward is impressive. Well done, Lynn. Let's get over to the standings. We advance to the semifinals on November fifth, and we end up playing against Portland, the number two scene. On the other side, they have the OL Reign and Megan Rapino in a similar situation to Ali Krieger, and against this number one San Diego Wave. Ruby, we, uh, we get a break, which is nice. Uh, I get a ch- we get a chance to get more players back from injury. I said on the last podcast that the hardest part is over. I think making it into the playoffs is the hardest part. Now you're part of an 18 tournament. Again, anything can happen. Gotham just has to win 3 games and it's not that when, when you ask like can Gotham win the championship? It's it's not quite that. When you're in a tournament like this, it's can I can they win the next game? Can they can they beat North Carolina? Yeah, they can beat one North Carolina on a one-off and now we're going to Portland. Can they beat Portland in a, in a one-off? I think they can I, th- I think especially with this team and the staff, Gotham just has to win two more games, one offs. I think they can do it. What do you think, Ruby?
0: Anything is possible. We're so close, and we cannot deny that. and I think Gotham is going to be a different Gotham playing against Portland. I know Portland usually wins or they win most of the time against Gotham, but I think it this time is going to be this time around is going to be different again we're in the we're in the playoffs, we're in the semifinals. They have to bring that different energy to this game. So I do see them giving them a hard time.
1: Yeah, I agree. And we have to win this game for uh, Mana and Sinead. We need any closure. Let's get that win for them. And you know what? Every team in the playoffs deserves to be there. So why not us? You know, especially, you know, given we have proven winners on this team. Lynn hasn't won championships and the Shield by chance. Krieger isn't a World Cup winner by accident, and Ryan didn't win a championship with Portland by accident. This team has as good a shot as anybody. I think we should all stay ultra positive going into this one. Gotham belongs here. They are close. Let's go get it. What are we manifesting this week, Ruby?
0: All right. So this week, I'm going to say Gotham in the final and holding the trophy at the end.
1: Yeah, let's do that. I also am manifesting Krieger and Rapino in the final. What a scene that would be.
0: Oh, yes.
1: Any random thoughts before we go?
0: No, don't have any random thoughts. Well, just one because I'm going to like a last minute kind of like Halloween slash birthday party for my wife. So I don't know what the hell I'm going to wear for, for Saturday. And it's Saturday. So we're recording Thursday. In two days, I have to come up with a, with a costume. I have no idea what I'm going to do.
1: Yeah, I get to wear three costumes this year, which is fun. <laughs> I, have t- I have two like work functions, um, so yes. like, I, have, I have, like professional costumes. Yeah. So like, I'm going to do like Star Trek captain for one of them, and then I might do Grease. Uh, I have i have one that's like, what's what's what's, what's the uh, oh, what's the Thunderbirds? Is that what, what's the uh, Thundercats? No. no, 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 no. The <laughs> uh, the the name of the group uh, that's in Greece. Is, oh, is it, is it Thunderbirds? Gotta I don't know. Hold on, I gotta look this up. Grease group name, maybe the T-Birds. Yes, that's it, T-Birds. Yes, <laughs> so I, I have my uh, T-Birds jacket, so I'm gonna wear that uh, for work. Then I'm going to a costume party, and I'm gonna be Michael Myers.
0: Okay, look at you already. I I was like, worst comes to worst, if I don't, if I can't get anything like creative, I mean. I'll just be a soccer player, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. And speaking of creative, um, shout out to my girlfriend, uh, Alana. She, in another life, she was a costume designer. So she makes all of her own Halloween costumes from scratch. And they're super ultra elaborate. Uh, she did um, one of Sweeney Todd. Uh, and she's doing this year. She's doing, have you seen Game of Thrones? Yes. Okay. I know Cal Drogo, the, that big hulking guy. She's she ma- she's making his costume from scratch. Wow. And it's gonna be amazing. I've seen part of it already. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Can't mm, wait to see. You gotta see to post her. pictures. I will. I definitely will. But all right, guys. We got a break. So we will catch you on the other side. Maybe we'll do some kind of um uh, Twitter space. I still refuse to call it X. And yeah. So relax, everybody. Let's be super positive and let's go make it to the finals, shall we? Let's go. Hi everyone this is gary thank you for listening and supporting our project here are other ways you can support the show and connect with us first word of mouth is everything so please share our show with anyone who might listen also please rate us five stars on spotify and review us on itunes you can purchase our merchandise at the t public store join in the conversation on twitter at over gotham pod and instagram at soccer over gotham Lastly, you can email your thoughts and questions at soccerovergotham at gmail.com. Once again, thank you.